Welcome to Journey Through Limbo, a podcast that is presented on the Crit Hit Wild Network. Um, we're a new podcast, uh, just getting started. Um, we have two hosts on our podcast. Uh, I am Jason. Um, I Just to give a little bit of background, um, I started gaming uh, when I was 13 years old with the Lord of the Rings miniatures game. Um, that led into um, playing uh, Warhammer 40k, which eventually led me to War Machine and Hordes, uh, which is eventually what led me, that design team is what led me to Marvish, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, I've been a, an avid comic reader all my life, um, starting with uh, with um, just comics from the drugstore, from CBS, um, from time to time, uh, up until I was in college. Once I got to college, I started subscribing. So my natural love for both comics and gaming brought me to Marvel Crisis Protocol. My co-host on each episode is going to be uh, Brian. Brian, how about you take the opportunity to uh, introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, hello everybody. Uh, my name's Brian. I it, people underestimate how awkward it is to talk in the middle of an empty room, uh, but. My background in uh, wargaming, uh, I started playing 40k around the end of 4th edition, uh, which, God, I think that was like, it was around the same time as New 52, so that would have been like, what, 2013? Yeah, that sounds uh, 2012-ish. Well, either way, I remember that, yeah, it was it was around the same time as New 52, um, and I also played uh, War Machine, uh, playing Convergence, which was uh, uh, goofy, I shouldn't have done that, it was way more complicated than I had the patience for, um, then late, oh, it was a great time, it was a great time, uh, afterwards, uh, played a lot of Guild Ball, and now... MCP, well, also some Star Wars Legion, like that game too, and uh, yeah, mostly I'm really just playing Marvel now, which is ironic because for the majority of my life I've been a, a big DC reader, not so much a Marvel reader, um, mostly Batman, uh, but ever since, uh, around that same time I actually got into comics at the, at the same time as 40k, like I kind of hopped in for real during the new 52, and um, I had read lots of stuff beforehand, but that was when I started to like really dig into like whole runs and start get fam getting familiar with specific authors and specific artists and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's um, it's it's nice to expand your horizons. I'm glad that the game has brought you to more Marvel books. I know that um, we've we've discussed many many Marvel books. Um, just just because of characters coming out in the game that uh. That you may or may not be interested in, right? So, yeah. So, which uh, we'll probably be talking about quite a few of those uh, over the over the episode today. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice little segue. It's almost like we're professionals. So we do have a nice little neat commercial break, but we before we get to that, I feel like we should explain what the premise of this podcast is going to be. Now yeah, that we've done our right. our, our introductions, assuming that we haven't scared you off yet. Um, the premise of this podcast is going to be in list breakdowns. Um, we are going to take a list. We'll have a guest on every 
um, every episode to discuss a list that they bring to the table. Um, this is a list that they may have played at a tournament, that they may be tweaking, uh, making adjustments to, something that they're trying to get feedback on. Um, so they're, they're going to select a list. We're going to go through each micro selection in that list. So we'll go through each character and um, then we and go through each step of deciding why they included that character in the roster. Then we'll go through each tactics card and then each crisis card. Um, then at the end, we'll offer any potential feedback, any anything like that, um, any tips, anything that we would consider adding to the list or changing potentially um, to make the list run more smoothly. Um, after that, we will give a comic book recommendation based on the list. Um, but um, before we get so so for this first episode, I'm going to serve as the as kind of the host, and Brian is going to present his list um so he'll be answering all the list questions all of that um in future episodes so probably our next one will reverse roles and brian will be in the driver's seat here asking me all of the questions um then in episodes following that we're going to have different guests on the show um to um to join in so and join in join in on the fun we're going to focus mostly on our um on our uh local group to start with but then we'll um we'll we'll branch out into um into other other uh guests in the future um but without further ado uh, we we probably ought to we probably ought to take a quick break um just to yeah uh, I, I think we have a, a um an important message from one of our uh, our service providers Yes, of course, because uh, we can't pay the bills without our sponsors, because uh, today's episode is sponsored by CerebroMCP.com. That's right. Use CerebroMCP.com for all of your Marvel Crisis Protocol list building and reference needs. Hey, don't, for, don't remember what Judgment does? That's what Cerebro is here for. Once again, that is C-E-R... E-B-R-O-M-C-P dot com and let Brad know that we sent you because then he'll have to pay us. Thank you, Brad, for providing that, uh, the, um, the, the funding to, uh, to fund this expensive endeavor. Yeah. Okay. So now without further ado, let's get started with the podcast itself. Um, Brian, what, um, what list did you bring today? What affiliation did you choose to bring today? Um, I, I've been just as a background, I've been bouncing around affiliations for a hot minute ever since, you know, the core set, uh, like I was, I was playing, I played a little Asgard right when they dropped and that wasn't particularly interesting. Then criminal syndicate, came out and I was playing a lot of criminal syndicate before long before hired muscle was ever on anybody's radar, uh, and things like that. But nowadays I'm really repping the midnight suns, a, uh, a relatively new affiliation, but full of characters that I really, really like. And I have a total blast playing them. Well, and that's, that is what matters. So, Let's uh, let's start there then. I, I'm pulling up Cerebro MCP right now, um, so I can. About that, that's actually that's also what I'm using Weird. to look at my list. It's almost oh. like they're paying for this episode. Um, anyway, uh. so the um, I named the list Midnight Suns, 
Um, now, now I've added the first character being Blade. I assume that is where you're starting. Yes. Yes, it is. So you, you've talked about, um, well, let, let's talk about why you decided on Midnight Suns. What, what drew you to the affiliation? Because that's going to be what drew you to Blade, too. So let, let's talk about that. What, what the, drew you to the affiliation? So I love Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider is one of my favorite Marvel characters, Bart. <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. That's great audio. That's staying in. Oh, no. Oh, God. We were like, the, we thought the plan was we were going to get through the first episode and not have a horrible, awful mess up. Good one, me. There we, here we are. Here we go. We did it. We, how, long, how long did we make it? What, five minutes? Eight, eight minutes. Eight minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> record. So, because there wasn't a previous okay. record. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, so, Midnight Suns. Um, let's, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Midnight Suns. What what uh, you said, Ghost Rider brought you to the affiliation, but what what really drew yeah. you to Blade? Um, the big thing, uh, Blade. When I saw when I first saw Blade's card, and I saw that his builder was a Mystic Attack with Auto Bleed and Pierce. It's straight dirty. It's disgusting. Yeah, you don't see a lot of Mystic Builders in the game, and Blade came in that wave right alongside Convocation, right? So, like, we started to mm -hmm. see a lot of Mystic Builders, and it became pretty pretty interesting overall. So, I, I get that for sure. That was right around the era that I started playing Convocation, so I get it for sure. Um, okay, so we added Blade. So, after Blade, what, what's your first character that you're adding to your Midnight Suns roster? I assume, let, let's stay with the affiliated choices for now. So, affiliated choices... We got to get this out of the way before anything else. The boogeyman of MCP right now, the successor to Shuri, the the man that scares everyone on Facebook, Jericho Drum, Hongan Supreme, Doctor Voodoo. I was really hoping you were going to pause there because I was going to say Wong. <laughs> I was really hoping there was going to. Be oh my god, dude! Name. I was just going to say Wong. Okay, so Doctor mm. Voodoo, let's get the let's let's get the elephant out of the room, um, as they say. So Doctor Voodoo, um, Doctor Voodoo is an extremely good character. Um, the I assume that he is in your list. If no, no matter what affiliation you're playing, if he's affiliated, he's he's in the list for sure, right? So any Avengers list, any Convocation list, any Midnight Suns list. So naturally, yeah. that his his objective play. So for those who may, may maybe we have a new listener, maybe we have someone who is new to MCP. I'm going to give a quick rundown. I'm not going to read Doctor Voodoo's card verbatim, but I am going to give a quick rundown as to what he does, just so um, people are are kind of aware. So we talk about a Mystic Builder. Um, he does have a Builder attack. To builders are um, are attacks that gain you power. Um, he has a Mystic Builder attack that's range three um, with five dice that has the sap power trigger. So if he rolls a wild, he steals power from your opponent. Um, then he has a a spender, um, his, his spending power to use attack that's seven dice Mystic that's range two. It has power burn, so it does extra damage for each wild roll. Um, then uh, his big ability, so he, he has a... He has a throw. He has a three-cost throw. But the big one that, like, 
really um, makes him who he is is he interacts with a thing called a Brother Daniel token. So he channels his brother, the spirit of Brother Daniel, um, who canonically is his his brother. Spoiler yeah. alert. That's <laughs> um, what makes it a little. The, um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a little wonky, um, comic wise, but. Anyway. I've never, I've never like, like, I've never referred to my brother as brother John. Like that's, brother. it's just a, it's just, brother. <laughs> it's a very God 40k it. thing, right? It's a very great. Yeah. Um, that other game. But anyway, so what it is, he has this token and he can pay the, he can pay power equal to the threat of an opposing character um, to put that on them. If he puts it on the opposing character, that character can no longer contest objective tokens and they drop any objective tokens they are currently holding. So that can be a huge swing objective wise, right? Um, the, uh, we have a mutual friend, Darius, um, who <laughs> would be proud to, to know that we brought up the, the most overpowered character in, in Marvel crisis protocol out the gates. So anyway, so you started with blade, you added Dr. Voodoo because he is a very strong character right now. Um, and he is in your affiliation. That just makes sense. Yes. Okay, who's the um, next character you're, you're adding to your list? So this, uh, we've got some, like, basically these are easy picks. These are all just guys, not guys, but characters that are straight off the affiliation list. Next we've got my personal MVP, uh, the buffed Ghost Rider. Yeah, there he is. So Ghost Rider, let's pause on Ghost Rider for just a moment. You, you've already mentioned Ghost Rider is one of your favorite characters, just period. It's also oh, yeah. one of your favorite sculpts. I know that. So, yes, you, you didn't give this in your in your background, but I'm going to brag on you a bit. Um, you're you're a pretty avid painter, right? And that, that's that's true. And, I'll put a I'll put a brush on stuff sometimes. Yeah, and and you've gotten really really good at it. Um, and I've I've had the pleasure no. of seeing I've I've had the pleasure of seeing your paint your painting um improve over the years and and you've become a really really good painter um so a, a sculpt as cool as ghost rider not only is he your favorite character not only is he now very good um but it's also a sculpt that is fun to paint and it's a nice centerpiece so anyway mm -hmm. have at it talk, talk about ghost rider brag about ghost rider because so like when the Number one, I'm a little annoyed that it's 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 Johnny Blaze instead of Danny Catch because Johnny's kind of boring and sort of an idiot, and Danny's the cool one. Uh, like all of the things that is cool about Ghost Rider that people associate with the character are things that Danny Catch does, not Johnny Blaze. Um, I compare it often to the uh, Barry Allen versus Wally 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 West. Wally West problem, and that everything that's cool about the Flash uh, is something that Wally West did, and Barry Allen's a boring old man. <laughs> we'll have that uh, discussion sometime. Yeah, it's not really relevant not here, on this but um, yeah, but um, uh, Ghost Rider dropped, and that was like in the the wave with Defenders, right? And I really wanted Ghost Rider to work. But, like, he's five threat and doesn't generate power. So Ghost Rider just kind of, like, puttered around the board and didn't really do anything and took up five of the threat on your list. It was really kind of disappointing. Yeah. But, but now... But now, uh, 
old uh, old GR is an absolute house. Uh, you have to deal with uh, Ghost Rider um, because Ghost Rider generates power anytime an allied character is damaged. There's no limit on range. Mm-hmm. So it just... You just get a stack. You just get a stack of power for free. Yeah, yeah. you definitely have to deal with Ghost Rider because he made a deal with the devil. Yeah. Ah, bad jokes are bad. Okay. Uh. So... Let's, what, uh, why didn't we call maybe we should have called the podcast deal with the devil <laughs> because they have to deal with my horrible jokes um, yeah, yeah. Well, too late now we've already 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 landed <laughs> all right so next um next choice after ghost rider um so after ghost rider again we're kind of going down the list so next we have uh, Jason, uh, we all know that uh, everybody who knows you know that this is your favorite character out of uh, all of the Marvel franchises, including the television and films. Uh, Iron Fist. Ha, ah, yes. My favorite, Randy Dan. Yeah, Randy Dan. <laughs> all right, so obviously you needed an affiliated three, so you had to go with Danny Rand. Uh, you had to go with the Iron Fist, right? What other reasons did you choose for, for Iron Fist? The other thing about Iron Fist is I, through the course of playing tournaments, I played against a lot of Black Order and a lot of Dormammu. Mm -hmm. And Iron Fist says, what's up? You don't get to activate this round. Yeah. Enjoy that. It's all about that beautiful, beautiful spender. The Iron Fist. Yeah, and especially when you have, especially uh, going up against like Dormammu, there's a lot. Even even if you don't get the Iron Fist off on Dormammu, the Dormammu player sees Danny over there and goes, "Oh God, I gotta deal with him." And it could take the heat off of your other characters, which is helpful as well. Yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah, he's he's a he's a target one way or the other, right? So either you get to mm-hmm. pull off the Iron Fist thing or they deal with him and you kind of get what you wanted anyway. All right, so we have our leader. We have an affiliated four, an affiliated five, and an affiliated three. Who is your next choice? We have another affiliated three. Uh, this... Uh, spoiler alert, it's Moon Knight. Um, hey... Moon Knight is, uh, I'm not a big fan of the comic, but I am a huge fan of this piece. As a game piece, Moon Knight is just always solid. He has... My cat is meowing at me, so I apologize to anyone else that can hear that. Yes, hello, cat. Hello, cat, I see you. Uh, Anyway, Moon Knight who in some ways is similar to a cat in that he sleeps outside and he eats out of a garbage can. True. He also, his costume is white. Um, many yeah. cats have white fur. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's all, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a, I don't know if the cat analogy really works. Uh, cause, uh, but anyway, Moon Knight uh, rules. Moon Knight's sweet. 
they're like stealth wall crawler the potential for an extra move action like multiple personalities when it goes right is amazing and also like his art his like toolbox of what things he can use to attack with is really fantastic he's quite squishy because he's just you know uh threes across the board defense character but for what he is he does a lot of work i agree with that i i am a huge fan of moon knight on the board as well um his just being a stealth character makes him a pain to deal with right but Mm. his multiple personalities at the very least he is just a regular character right so like there's only bonuses that could be had from the um from the uh from the role right so the if now it it's feels bad you and I joke all the time that turn 1 you always get the two dice to your to your attack roll in turn 1 when you want it yeah. any other turn of the game oh um, and then round round 2 you get the um extra move whenever you're in range to double attack yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the extra action that must be a move when you're wanting to stand on the objective you're standing on uh, but yeah, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, you take the risk with the reward, right? Every now and then you get that really uh, sweet clutch play, like you did last night, where you got the extra move to get onto the objective. Today. Oh, that was sweet. I still lost that game, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, that triple move was clutch, though. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Moon Knight, yes, he's very solid. Um, another character that I feel like if he's an affiliated, if he's in your affiliation you're likely taking him as either a defender, a midnight sun or, or a web warrior. I was playing him with my web warriors last night or I oh, like him, he was in my 10. Um, he's most like, I, I can't imagine a world where you have a web warriors 10 that doesn't have moon Knight in it. I, I am starting to feel that way as well. I think that he's a very good character and I think he's in argument for being one of the, the better three threat characters in the game, but that's a discussion mm-hmm. for another time. Moon Knight's great. All right, what's your next choice? We have five characters, so give, give me the uh, sixth one. So this one, uh, this is a slot that I've had a lot of difficulty with. Um, currently, Black Cat is in this slot. Okay. Uh, I really like Black Cat as a character in the comics. On the table, she's kind of like all over the place, uh, partially because of her mobility. Uh, I really, really love playing her in Criminal Syndicate mm-hmm. because you could do sweet stuff like Master Cat Burglar, steal the extract, and then use Kingpin's ability to chuck the chuck the ball down the field. Yeah, and you can't do as many shenanigans in Midnight Suns, but Black Cat is in general a solid character. Like she's not really. When you look at the overall game plan for the team, they're not brawling. They can fight, but that's not their main goal. Their main goal is to control the board by fighting, which is something that Black Cat does very well. There you go. So that's a nice synergy. She also, so like, sometimes she does have minimal impact, but I've noticed that where she has the biggest impact in a game is when there's like a single extract, right? So if there's yeah. like, in, she loves scrolls for instance, mm-hmm. um, or the Cree core. She loves both of those. Um, something that she can go steal it, and that's the only extract. So, like, it gives you the big swing by stealing that. Um, 
So anyway, I, I also think that at this point, all three of your three threat characters um, are just solid models all around, right? Um, yeah, they're they're just solid models, and that that kind of like speaks to the affiliation as a whole. There's not a bad model on the roster, like on the not really the no roster, like selection of affiliated models. There's not a bad model. So anyway, all right, cat so black just... cat. What is what is the next one? It's uh, it's also I have to mention that uh, Black Cat is uh, is interesting because then uh, my cat decided to attack uh, the bag of chips that was sitting on the table. Nice, great, thanks. Um, so now <laughs> we're on our we're on our last affiliated character uh, with my boy. You know him, you love him. It's Wong, the Wonginator. Oh, what a dude. Honestly, I, I feel like that's the Wong choice, but <laughs> and it's right. uh we have to make we have to make that joke. We're contractually obligated. We are. It's it's another it's another funding thing. Anyway, so back to the Wong decision. Um what's uh what 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 played into your decision to add Wong to your roster? Uh it, the main thing initially, because like I, I didn't really know what Wong was up to, what his deal was, but when you have access to an affiliated two, it pretty much always just goes in your list. I I concur. Especially like there's also a five in here and like a four that I'm gonna play quite frequently in Doctor Voodoo. You gotta have a two. Yeah, it makes... if you're gonna be. Okay. I was just going to say, you're playing at 17, you're going to need it too. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. It makes list building a whole lot easier. Um, it makes it to where there are less um, awkward point totals. So, all right, yeah, the Wonginator, there he is. So, you, that is seven slots. What is your? What are your three unaffiliated slots that you've chosen? So next, so big guy, this is my... Second day, this is my backup leader. Uh, it is old Dr. Strange. Hey, there you go. Uh, Stevie Strange. He's also affiliated too, right? Uh, oh, yeah, he is actually. He is, yeah. I always forget because it's never really that. Like, I never, because because I have a soul gem on him, I wow. never bring him in like a regular list. Even, I don't, even. If you're on like Terrigen Clouds at 20 points, I don't see bringing Blade and Doctor Strange. Nah, I got you. Okay, but he is tech. He's technically affiliated. Yeah, it's just it's important to note that he is affiliated. So there we go. So you have Doctor Strange with the Soul Gem. Okay, let let's talk about why why did you make that decision? Um, part of it. So part of the reason is he is. A, I don't actually field Steven that much. He's mostly in the 10 to like fake out the other player. Like if they have, if they, for example, cause like there's a lot of access to physical and mystic attacks in the, in the affiliation, but not really a ton of energy really at all. And if you have the ability to say drop Dr. Strange on the table, 
you can pay a power to have as many energy attacks as you want. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but you started playing him when I was playing Convocation, right? And energy attacks yeah. against Convocation are extra strong because that is the weakest defense because on the Ironbound Book's turn, they can change physical attacks into mystic attacks. So Correct. mystic defense is really good. So the really the only guaranteed weak point is energy. So Doctor Strange being a leader makes it a very difficult time for the Convocation player. And in all honesty, uh, Venom is really tough to play into. Because every, because it doesn't matter how many times you hit him, he will usually have the power to counterattack and then heal that damage that you put. Like, we'll heal the damage off, and he'll just kind of sit on a back point. Like, get to a strategic position where he's just kind of sitting on points, and you just have to, like, try and mulch through him and he won't die. And having access to mystic attacks, really, or energy attacks, really helps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he doesn't like energy attacks at all. Okay, so, Doctor Strange, you have two more slots. What are they, boss? So, next we have Magic. Magic. My fave. Uh, I got about a... our namesake herself. Yes. The Lord of Limbo. Uh, hilariously, <laughs> uh, Magic is actually... Primary, primarily in the list so I can play Journey to Limbo. <laughs> there we go. There it is. It's uh, it's like when you say the name of the movie in the movie. <laughs> there we go. We get to talk about it on the podcast, the very first episode of the podcast. And I can guarantee you we'll talk about it in the second episode of the podcast. Too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Magic is pretty sweet. She's... Um, She's got some access to energy attacks. Um, she has a sword with pierce, kind of similar to Blade. Uh, she's got a lot of mobility with Limbo Step. She can teleport people a journey through Journey to Limbo. Uh, yeah, she's just kind of a solid beater who who will like hang out on the flanks and sometimes does cool stuff. There we go. All right, and your last character spot. Uh, this is another slot that's been kind of in flux. Previously, this was Hawkeye, but now it is Winter Soldier. Hey, there we go. A Bucky Barnes. Another character that um, is technically unaffiliated, but for building roster purposes, can be counted as affiliated, which helps you whenever you're doing your defender side, too, potentially. Yes, it does help. Um, he's not... You can't play Siege of you can't use him for Siege of Darkness, which kind of sucks. But, but other than that, he's awesome. Yeah, he's got a lot of synergies with the Hydra Tactics plus the bump. He can get mm-hmm. quite a bit across the board for just three power. Um, so yeah, no, that's a wonderful addition. Plus, he synergizes with the extra bleed. Um, I really like Winter Soldier. All right, I think yeah. that you started talking about Siege of Darkness, so I think that segues nicely into the tactics portion. Let's talk about your different tactics. Yeah, courses. yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, we might as well talk about the the Midnight Suns card, uh, Siege of Darkness, a.k.a. Worse Wakanda Forever. <laughs> All right, let, tell me why you chose to use Worse Wakanda Forever. Uh, because it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Um, that, it's a uh, motivating factor to play the affiliation, correct? 
Yeah, that's it's the big draw. That's something that the your opponent is always going to be afraid of. Will always try to position it to mitigate your siege turn because uh, I've had siege turns where I have dazed four of the opponent's characters. I don't doubt it. And it's pretty crazy, especially when you have like Moon Knight's bow staff that rerolls all of its dice if you miss. You have Blade's Katana, which has Pierce on it. You have um, Ileana's Soul Sword that has Pierce on it. Well, uh, you have not affiliated. That oh, right. yeah, you're, you're right. She's not affiliated. Uh, I hope I haven't accidentally done that to anybody. <laughs> it's all right. I don't think I have. Um, Ghost Rider, like being able to like get an extra chains of damnation off and add it, like drop a hex on somebody potentially for free. Plus gaining extra power that you could turn put into a hell on wheels later on in the round. There's like people often say, like, why does it cost two power? Because usually you get that two power back. Right. And your attacks are much better in convocation or not convocation in Midnight Suns than they are in Wakanda, right? Because Wakanda attacks yeah. are more about the pushes um, and things like that. Um, whereas in here, it's more about the um, the damage, right? So. Yeah, it's all about damage and bleed all day. There you go. All right, uh, so Siege of Darkness. Yeah. Let's let's talk about your next one then. Um, so I guess let's go through uh, the like restricted cards. Yeah. What 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 are your two restricted choices? I've got Brace for Impact and Patch Up. Okay. Brace for Impact and Patch Up. Let's talk about those two. Why did you choose those two? Uh, Brace is pretty simple. These guys really can't handle getting terrain thrown at them. Uh-huh. They're, like, they're, their physical defenses are threes and fours without really any, like... If you drop a building on somebody, they're probably going to die. I know it's kind of that might be a hot take. Uh-huh. I don't know. If that's a hot take. You know, it's uh, a comp, uh, controversial thing to say, but people die when they are killed. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, breaking news here on the Journey yeah. Limbo podcast. Um, also, in general, Brace for Impact is really good. Yes, yes, it is. It's hard to, um, it's hard to not take brace for impact right so and patch up patch up is yeah big. back to patch up it's a big it's a bigger heal card right um the only yes. side is you can't play it on yourself you have to play it on someone else but um but it is a bigger heal card, uh so. yeah the reason i went with patch up is largely because the health pools on these characters are slightly larger okay. than average Especially when you're looking at something like um, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider's got eight up front. And because of how often Ghost Rider will get targeted down and how easily it can be to like generate a ton of power, like Wong can double meditate and have a and usually by like round three have enough enter enough power lying around to just heal Ghost Rider to full. It's 
it's it sometimes feels bad because sometimes you don't have the correct setup to like appropriately patch up but the ceiling the ceiling is really high on patch up versus bed kit okay yeah i'm 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 down I, i see the reasoning for sure okay so those take our restricted choices so what's our next choice this one, this one's real simple. Advanced R&D. Hey, want to swap that power around, huh? Mm-hmm. Because uh, sometimes if you're in, like, a... In general, somebody's going to have a load of power on them. And distributing that out is really good. Yeah, there you go. So, especially with Ghost Rider, um, mm-hmm. you can get a lot of power piled up quick. Um all right, good to know. All right, so after advanced R&D, what, what's our next one? This is this is a flex spot, but I've got Blind Obsession. Okay. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. Um, I like Blind Obsession uh, just for, like, you know, sometimes you get deep into, like, round five or six, and you really need to take somebody out. There you go. It's Blind Obsession. There you go. And it's uh, it synergizes well. It's a very aggressive card, and you're a fairly aggressive affiliation, affiliation so that that's a, um, yeah, it makes sense. All right, so we're halfway there and, to the tactics yeah. cards. What, what do you have next? Uh, next we've got uh, Deal with the Devil. Hey, Deal with the Devil. Our backup namesake. Uh, yeah. So, Deal with the Devil. It's a Ghost Rider signature card. I am going to go ahead and read this card just so people understand how it functions. So, mm-hmm. if Ghost Rider is KO'd, he may spend four power to play this card before he is removed from the battlefield. Choose another allied character. Ghost Rider removes all special conditions, removes all damage and activated tokens, drops all objective tokens, and then is placed within one of the chosen character. If the chosen character was healthy, flip Ghost Rider's card to the healthy side. Enemy characters within two of Ghost Rider then suffer the incinerate special condition. The chosen character is KO'd. All right. Um, so, since you love playing Ghost Rider, I cannot imagine why you would want to play this card. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how, um, you know how everybody was, uh, you know, when Sibling Rivalry came out, everybody sc- scratched out the name and wrote, uh, God, what was the joke? Uh, it was. Um... Get help. Yeah, get help. Um, I am probably going to take at some point a pen and and cross out deal with the devil and write sacrificial long on it. (laughs) Yes, that's what it ends up being. Because it's really sweet whenever people target down Ghost Rider. Because if you beat him to the point he's KO'd, He's going to have the four power to play this. Like, there's right. very few scenarios where you can't. Right. So, you play it. K.O. Wong, who's usually just sitting on a secure at the back, you know, not really doing anything. And boom, you got a healthy healthy Ghost Rider ready to, you know, you know do, do hell on wheels things and get back to being annoying. It's awesome. That's it. So, here's something that I... I learned the other day that I didn't even think about. Um, just some interesting tech for since you're a Ghost Rider fan, and you'll you'll see this eventually. Um, mm. You know, I'm a big Mystique fan, right? And I play a lot of Mystique. Oh, yeah. 
You do know that if Mystique KOs Ghost Rider, you can't play this card. Oh, because I can't because can't play reactive tactic cards. Yep, yeah. Of I didn't even think about that. But well, that's that. Don't do that to me. Yep, yep. So you can't do that against Mystique. If she gets you, you're got. So. Uh, All right. You know so. now. Now that you put that out into the world, it's going to happen. It's going to happen like the next time I play a game. I spoke that into existence. You're welcome. Oh, my God. All right. So All right. deal with the devil. What's our next one? Uh, next, we've got Heroes for Hire. Hey, another character-associated card. I'm going to read it as well because it is kind of texty. Um, so Heroes for Hire. It's an unaffiliated reactive card. Um, when an allied character is targeted by an attack and is within three of an allied Luke Cage and or an allied Iron Fist, the allied character may spend two power to play this card. Place an allied Luke Cage or Iron Fist that is within three of the allied character within one of the allied character. The placed character becomes the target of the attack. After the attack is resolved, if the, if the place character is not dazed and the attacking character is size 3 or less, the place character may throw the attacking character away short. So, that's a big bunch of text to say that the character that is being attacked pays for either pays to power for either Luke Cage or Iron Fist to be placed within one and then Luke Cage or Iron Fist to become the target of the attack instead. What is nice, and where that synergizes well with... Um, with Iron Fist is that um, he can come up and take that blow from Corvus, likely survive because of his martial artist, and then throw Corvus yeah. away, right? Mm -hmm. And then that messes up Corvus's next attack. Um, so it also helps to fuel his Iron Fist, right? So anyway, yes. not to steal your thunder too much, talk to me about why you like Heroes for Hire. Uh, well, firstly, I think we can make a spinoff called Texty with Justy. <laughs> There it is. Yeah, there it is. We got it. Um, and you kind of said most of the reasons for playing this card. It's a sweet, it's a sweet bodyguard ability. You can, yeah, it, it's helpful for Iron Fist. It's a little bit situational, so you don't you don't bring it in every single matchup. But when it's good, it's very good. It is very good. I've found that a lot of times I put Iron Fist in the list to use that card. Mm -hmm. But, all right. So, Heroes for Hire, what's our next one? Uh, did we, did I already mention Journey Through Limbo? You have not. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, the next one's Journey Through Limbo. Journey Through Limbo. Okay, I'm not going to read this one. It's pretty straightforward, so. You can just oh, talk he to said the, he said the name of the thing. Journey Through Limbo. <laughs> All right, so Journey Through Limbo, our namesake. Explain to me why you like this card. Um, number one, it's mobility. Uh, number two, two of the most two of the characters that I play a lot are immune to incinerate. Yeah, that's huge. So uh, you get the benefits and none of the downsides. There it is. Pretty good. There it is. It's also a nice little tech piece. Um, you know, I played Brotherhood for a very long time. It's nice to be able to just send Magneto away three. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, yes, very, very good card. I agree. All right, so, much like Iron Fist, um, using Heroes for Hire, 
um, it, it's hard to like include him in a list with not including that. I feel similarly with Magic. It's very hard to include her in the list and not include Journey through Lemba. Yeah. All right, so we have... like. Oh, no, go ahead. Explain. I was going to say... Uh, well, actually, we'll get. I'll mention that after because we've we, there's just two more cards left. And, okay. Uh, so the next one we have is this is a recent edition which I really like. Indomitable. Uh, I know a lot of people are playing Indomitable. It's really good. Uh, I hope it doesn't get restricted. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's only a matter of time. But for now, it's nice to include it while we can, um, because I think at some point you're going to have to make a choice between it and Brace, but. Um, but for yeah. now, it's, it's a great card. It, it has a similar effect, to, a similar but different effect to Brace. So. And I also really love bringing it against, um, like, Wakanda and Web Warriors. Uh-huh. Because, uh, because that, you know, everybody thinks about it like, oh, I have another Brace. It's not just another Brace. It's another, you can't push me. Yep. It's huge against both of those affiliations, so. All right. And you good card. Uh, then we've got the last card. Another card that is probably going to go on the restricted list sometime soon. No matter the cost. Ah, no matter the cost. A very, very good card. So, I... Sure, I will read no matter the cost. It's an unaffiliated reactive card. When a character declares an attack action during their activation, it may suffer one to three damage to play this card. Reduce the power cost of the attack by the amount of damage suffered. So it lets you get off some of those big spenders, correct? Which characters oh, yeah, I... in your list do you like utilizing that with most? Oh, it's Iron Fist all day. Hey. All day. Hey, all day. Just like, I'm going to tell by. you right now. I mean, like, a, you know what's better than an eight-cost Iron Fist? A five. A, a five-cost Iron Fist. Yes, sir. Who even... Who even cares about the damage? It doesn't matter. I have ruined your day, and I am slightly hurt because of it. Whatever. Slightly inconvenienced, if you will. Hmm. All right, good stuff. So that, that rounds out our tactics card choices. So let's get on to our secure crises. Uh, yeah, we got some blues. I've got, uh, first one is Demons Downtown. Okay, Demons Downtown. Now, for these secures, let's go through the secures, and then we'll talk about them as a grouping. I think that it's important to go through it that way. Okay, so I've got... Uh, so it's Demons Downtown, uh, Deadly Meteors. Okay. And then uh, Intrusions, the little convocation teleporty yeah. thing. There we go. So we have three our three secures. Um, you have Demons Downtown, um, which is a 19 threat map E scenario, which is the three points straight down the middle of the map. Um, <laughs> then we have Deadly Meteors. Um, it is three... Um, it's a map C, so it's three across the center of the map. Um, then we have Intrusions, which is another map C, which is three across the center. Um intrusions has a little bit of mobility things with it um some interesting mobility things demons downtown synergizes well with your um with your damage with your incinerate um and deadly meteors um you have to roll your energy defense to claim the objectives um so that said you have 
two 19 threat scenarios and a 17 threat scenario. Um, so talk to me about what all of that means for your list, like what your thought process is by choosing that group of crises as your, your secure crisis selections. So full disclosure, I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty confident in all the picks that I made in characters and tactics. I'm not particularly confident in the cards that I chose to run for both categories of crisis. Okay. Uh, but Demons Downtown is an easy pick. I've got two characters that are immune to incinerate. It pulls people into the middle to max so that it's easier to maximize um, Siege of Darkness turns. And usually if the other player wants the points, they're going to be down on defense die, which means it's easier to hit them. Demons, Demons Downtown is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's a windmill slam dunk. As the kids say. Do the do the can't just any <laughs> like can't can't just can't just anyone say that? Can't just people the say kid, that. Do the kids just uh, do the kids need to say the kids, that? The do kids the... claimed it. So uh, Okay, so so you feel really good about your demon selection. Um what about your other two? Let's talk about intrusions and, and deadly meetings. Uh yeah, let's let's kinda go like we'll go down the list through like L, like degree of confidence like i'm very confident in demons downtown i really like it i am less confident in intrusions okay um because kind of like yeah the ease are really good for that sort of thing like you kind of pull you either either the opponent doesn't want to come into the scrum and you get the points or they get into the scrum and you can out attack them with or you know use your mobility to get into situations where you have advantageous attacking positions Mm -hmm. and intrusions is kind of the same thought in that i don't need to teleport through it i don't really care if the opponent teleports through it they take a damage and don't get power which means that's one less damage that i have to deal okay or because like sometimes i can just through using bump in the night and regular movement, I can get over to another portal if I need to be there. For sure. Yeah. Or sometimes I just teleport through it. Like, oh, or like you leave Wong on one of them, teleport over to Wong. He'll heal you the damage that you took from the portal plus anything else. It's, I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I really like it with, um, so I was going to be including it in my brotherhood because it is another fighty affiliation where sometimes like, for example, in brotherhood, Magneto would clean up his flank. There would be nothing hey. left. And then he would be left to just like hang out until he slowly moves across the board. And then the game's probably over. Right. So a game like in- intrusions is nice because you can, you can clean up your flank with like blade or ghost rider or whoever, then hop in that. And you don't care which one that you transport transport to nope. whether you roll it, the right way for you or not, it doesn't matter because you're in better shape than you were before you started your turn. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, I think that it's very good for fighting affiliations for that reason. Um, all right. So those are the first two. Talk to me about deadly meteors. Um, deadly meteors is cool. Uh, the idea is that again, it's another C that's really the main like, 
I don't really care about holding the origin bombs. Like sometimes it's cool if the other person rolls a skull and takes a damage. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lot of people with like threes on energy defense, so like some of the time they can pick, they can get it and control it. It's more just for the positioning of the secures to get people to fight. Okay. All right. I can get behind that. I, I, I see that point for sure. That being said, there, if there's a better uh, secure to take, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll cut I, it. I, I'm going to, once we get, so once we finish up the list, we're, we'll get to a feedback portion and I, I can make some. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when my thoughts on the list and you can give them, you can take them, leave them, whatever. It doesn't matter. But once we get to that portion, I, I definitely have some thoughts on that. So we'll, we'll be coming back to that for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'll leave them. I think I'll leave them. I made a decision. I'm going to not listen to any. I'm not going to listen to any of the criticism you give me because you know now that now that I'm on a podcast that list that people listen to, that means I'm an authority. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You, I'm you an authority on this. <laughs> you automatically know more than I do. Okay. Yeah. So uh-huh. the um, all right. So that that's the secures. That's a nice rundown of the secures. Um, well, let's talk real quick about the point totals on them. Like I said, there's two mm-hmm. 19s and a 17. Did that factor into your? Did the point totals factor into your decision at all, or was it strictly just the map type? And um, it scenarios? was the it was the map types that coincided with damage or conditions that allowed for damage. Awesome. The like I can play on 19s. Like there's certain times where like. I don't really like playing demons into something like Hulkbuster because that means they can bring like Hulkbuster plus a full list of dudes to deal with. Like uh-huh. it's kind of annoying, but it's manageable. Okay. Okay. I was just curious. Um, that that factors mm-hmm. in for some people. Um, so I was I was mostly just curious. Okay. So let's get to the extracts. Tell me what your three extracts are. Uh, we've got Wakandan herbs. Yes, sir. And then scrolls infiltrate 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 infiltrate. Scroll scrolls. It's just scrolls. Uh-huh. And then uh, spider infected. Spider infected. Okay. All right. So talk to me about those choices. Give me the rundown there. Uh, Conan herbs is uh, basically just a ghost rider slam dunk scenario. Because, yeah. like, you're limited to one move. Uh, who cares? I've got Hell on Wheels and a bump, which lets you go effectively almost range three for one and for one power. Like, it's it's easy. He can get places. And also, most people get annoyed. Most, the, most people, like, haven't played a lot of Wakanda and Herb, so they get annoyed and don't remember how it works. Yeah. I I agree that it's a not very it's not a super popular scenario. People either play it because they have a mega plan for it or because they want to stall the game, right? And for the, both of those reasons, it's not a very popular scenario. So, oh, anyway, it, and it is the only a map scenario that we have. Yeah, uh, one thing that is also important to note. Um, because you can't steal, like you can't steal the opponent's herb. 
Um, I like to play it into Criminal Syndicate a lot because basically it just it it basically nerfs Black Cat immediately. Yeah, yeah, and and it means like you know you don't really have to deal with shenanigans with like Quicksilver or something like if that's even a possible thing it it stalls it it maximizes my mobility annoys the opponent and makes it so they can't steal from me it's it's really just kind of a slam dunk scenario if i can hit it yeah it's only positives okay uh and then kind of similarly we've got scrawls next um most teams that like to fight like scrawls that's just kind of a no-brainer you have one thing that you don't have to think about too much uh You know, half the time, I don't even roll to look through the decoys. Who cares? Yeah. No, it's just a straight stall. And if if your opponent's not rolling crits, it never gets found. Right? Yeah. And, like, if someone does find it, you just walk over and go, hello. And then you, and then you smash them into the ground and there pick up go. the little scroll and, you know, t- tuck them under your arm and kind of walk around and... Do your thing. Or you send them through limbo into the heart of the rest of your list so they can... <laughs> yeah. 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 No, good stuff. Alright, so scrolls, and then your last choice. Uh, spider Infected. Alright, so why why did you choose Spider Infected? Let's talk about it. Um, the main thing is the uh, move. Like, the move during the power phase. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if, like, so number one, Midnight Sense has enough mobility to get, to grab up the, like, majority of the spider infected. Mm -hmm. And even, and a short move is not really going to affect my positioning that much because I have access to so much mobility type things. Like a single bump in the night negates a short move. Okay. And if the other team gets a short move into me, that means it's less distance I have to cover to hit them. Okay. And if the spider infected doesn't do anything, then it's fine. Yeah. And it's just points. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So that's, that's a, that's a roster, man. So we, we have discussed your entire roster. So I, um, I, I have made a few notes for some potential um, suggestions that I would make. Um, I'm not hey, I, going I, to... No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I also have some notes here about how you're wrong. Okay, awesome. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you go first, since you know what I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, I'm not writing them down as uh, as we're talking. That's not happening. Ah. Uh, so I am checking my notes here, and it says, Jason is a big poopy head. That's Ooh. why, that's yeah, that's why you're I, wrong. I, I, yeah. I was told that once in kindergarten, so it's, <laughs> it's accurate. Okay, so, anyway, I'm not going to mess with the characters. Um, I like your character choices. I don't um, really, like, you covered all of your big points, discrepancies, and things like that. Um, so, the character choices thing, um, I, I, I think the roster construction is really sound there. Um, tactics cards-wise, let's talk about patch-up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I like patch-up. I see your reasoning for patch-up. I'm just such a big med pack fan that I need to I need to bring it up, right? Um, the other thought though is, what if you didn't go with patch up at all because you're playing Wong 
in a lot of lists as a healer. And yeah. What if you brought bitter rivals because it will amp up oh. your offensive output. So, like, if you have both um, bitter rivals up and incinerate from deal with the or not deal with the devil from your chains of dance or what's what's that other the beam the incinerate beam that he has that goes right uh i don't know i just call it the beam yeah the beam it's uh let me it's the flames of hell flames of hell so between flames of hell and um demons downtown you get a lot of incinerates out so you can put them down to defense dice plus blade has pierce things like that um it can really ramp up your offensive output if you considered um, bitter rivals in that patch-up spot. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty sweet. So that's a thought. Again, take it or leave it, whatever. It's just a thought. Then, and that's, that's really all I have for the tactics cards. For the secure crisis, let's talk about... Um, let, let's talk about... Deadly Meteors. So, <clears throat> I am not a huge deadly meteors person because it's a pay to flip right so you have to yeah. pay to to flip to to secure it um i think that you have decent energy defenses across the board like nobody embarrasses themselves but i wouldn't say that your energy defenses like for instance if you get stuck in a scenario where you're playing dr voodoo he's not great at it because he's only rolling the two right um, yeah then uh at best, across the board, unless you're playing Doctor Strange, you're just rolling three. So I think mm-hmm. that that's I think that's a tough one to play. I would consider playing Infinity Formula Goes Missing instead. Now I know it's not a C, so it's not that straight brawl across the middle. But I've found yeah. joy B's because basically you split your list into two separate lists, and mm-hmm. it's like two even units. And you're fighting along two columns, right? And I yeah, think your and, list would play really well into something like that. Because let's and say especially you, like no, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say the mobile like I, there's enough mobility in there to like swap flanks if that's, necessary. That's the other thing I was gonna bring up. You have plenty yeah. of mobility, um, especially like Ghost Rider. If he cleans up, he can he can um, highway to hell and then. Um, and then do his uh, bump, and he's on like the opposite corner. Um, so it's just something to think about. I'm a big Infinity Formula fan in general with brawling lists. I've, I've found that it, mm-hmm. with my X-Force, it, it plays really well into it. So it's just something to think about. Then, with your uh, extracts... Oh, no, go ahead. Hmm. I was going to say, I've already made all these changes, so awesome. everything, that you've, everything you suggested already changed. I was just... I was just talking trash, but no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So then with extracts. So I like the the herb play. I wasn't crazy about it until I saw you play it, and now like I'm behind it. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it's really cool for your list. Um, scrolls just make sense. Um, but let's talk about um, the third one. So your third choice is um, spider infected, right? Yeah. What if instead of spider infected, so like the cool thing about spider infected is you can get a lot of, uh, there, there's a lot of points, right? Mm-hmm. Typically that scenario is good for wider lists because there's more extracts for you to go pick up, right? Your yeah. list is pretty, it's usually pretty tall, meaning that you have mm. just a few 
bigger characters, right? A lot of times, correct me if I'm wrong, but your list ends up being about four characters most of the time, right? Mo- yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's five, like, but, but for the most part, it's a four-character list. On um, average, yeah. So, having more objectives to pick up, and the thing about that is, like, if it was cubes, you can pick up multiple cubes with one character. Yeah, you can't, sp- can't pick up multiple. Up one. You can only hold mm-hmm. one. So I think that you would be better off dropping it and going for something like Hammers, like Fear Grip's World, because mm. on top of that, you are also... Now, it's tough because of Siege. Hammers is yes. tough because of Siege. It makes Siege more expensive. But you're a punchy list that likes to punch. But if we didn't want to go with Hammers, you could go with Mutant Extremists, target U.S. Senators. It's another scenario similar to Scrolls. The only difference with it is one of them is definitely the Senator. But it's another single extract. So if you play Black Cat into that, now it's a slow you down extract where there's only one of them. And it's really easy for you to go get it. Mm-hmm. So just some And especially like even at 14 points, you could you could bring a roster that can handle that. Dude, you can play Blade at four. Yeah. Black Cat for seven. Mm-hmm. Then you could go Wong for Wong is uh that that, that makes that's it nine. nine. And then and then you could go Coast Rider and that's fourteen. Um Yeah, that seems pretty good. Pretty legit. I don't know many things that can deal with that at fourteen. So Anyway, just something to think about. But those are. Those oh no, are I already, I already, I already thought about it. And I already changed it. So <laughs> decision made. All yeah, right. no, it's 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 way better. Well, we have a list, and now we can we can try it later. And here's the thing: the cool thing about this podcast, since you and I are always going to be on, at some point we can give feedback as to how these changes um, helped out or didn't help out. Right? That's that's true. We can have another segment. Yeah, yeah. We can we can call it the, content. Call it the list update. Yeah, the list update. <laughs> we'll have a little annoying noise like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, none of the zoomers are gonna figure it out. They're gonna be like, "What's that noise? I don't know what a news ticker is." <laughs> even though, even though we're like way older, like we're way younger than a news ticker, and wouldn't we have known. Like are. we're just old enough yeah. to see it on sitcoms. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I'll do the noise. I'll do the. Bit, da, 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 <laughs> and, and you're like, we have breaking news coming in from whatever. Like, anyway. So now. Well, we, <laughs> well we can't say the daily, daily, the daily bugle because of copyright Ooh, reasons. Ouch. We'll call it. Oh, we'll call it the daily bagel. Hey, there it is. That that the, describes the, us the, much better. Oh, uh, <laughs> anyway, I could. Sorry, I hate to keep harping on this, but man, that really wants me. I really want to have an everything bagel right now. Oh, yeah. Now now I'm all in. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I think that, that brings us, that concludes the list portion of our episode, which I think brings us to our second and final commercial break of the episode. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we want to give another big thank you to Big Justy's Noodle Hut. Come on down to Big Justy's Noodle Hut, home of the biggest noodles on the East Coast. Slurp on down the original Big Noodle Surprise for just 4.95. 
And don't forget what Big Justy always says, shut up, it's cheap. So a big, big thank you to Big Justy's Noodle Hut for not paying us for this ad spot. Old Justy, just always, always dodging his bills. That that tracks. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, the fi- Let's move on to the final portion of our episode, which is giving a comic book suggestion based on this list. Brian, I I hear that you have brought a comic book suggestion. I'll let you. Have at it. Now, I gotta, I gotta make some clarifications before I suggest this book. You know, I mentioned Doctor Strange is in the list, but full disclosure, I hate that guy. Uh-huh. Stephen Strange is a douche with a goatee, and I don't care for him. You know, every time they try to write a Doctor Strange story, where uh, let, the, let's give you a let's give a, a quick outline to a typical Doctor Strange book. Doctor Strange sees a situation, and he goes, "I can definitely fix that." And someone nearby who knows him very well says, "You cannot do that. You are not capable, and you are going to mess this up." And Doctor Stephen Strange will turn and go. You're an idiot and don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to go fix this because I'm Sorcerer Supreme and I have a duty to uh, whatever, something. I don't know. And then he goes and then tries to do the thing and ruins it and then has to spend the rest of the run trying to fix his own mistakes that everyone told him not to do. Fair enough. Uh, So I don't. So that being said. Let's give the suggestion of a Doctor Strange comic book. Hey, let's hear it. Uh, this run, this is a short mini. This is a, a short, a short mini series. Of course, it's short. Um, this is a mini series from 2018 called Doctor Strange Damnation. Uh, and it's a super cool team up event that brings together. Uh, they don't call them the Midnight Suns, uh, but they are. So. Uh, Mephisto shows up in Las Vegas. He there's this cool casino, and he's like, "Hey, um, uh, it's Hell on Earth again, so enjoy that." And also, it's Stephen Strange's fault because he resurrected like thousands of people and screwed up Hell. Uh, but interestingly, in this run, it's the exact lineup that you see in MCP. So it's Doctor Strange, Blade. Wong, Iron Fist, uh, Doctor Voodoo, um, Bats the Ghost Hound, which is technically a card, but uh, Bats is really, really hilarious in this book. Um, uh, am I forgetting anybody else? I think that's the lineup. I think that's. Oh, the one of the big things is um, Black Hat isn't present in this. Instead. It's Elsa Bloodstone, who is my personal number number one character on the wish list. We have seen her in card art, too, so I would say it's only a matter of time. I also love Elsa Bloodstone. My love is from Next Wave. We don't have to get into yes. that, but anyway. Well, so Elsa Bloodstone means we can maybe one day play Next Wave. Yes. And that also means, like, Monica Rambeau will be in the game. This is rabbit hole. Boom, boom. Yeah. Oh. Give me Tabitha. Give me Tabitha. Anyway, so um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's available on Marvel Unlimited. It's also available on Comixology and Goodreads um, if you're interested. So alongside Doctor Strange Damnation is a couple of issues from the 2018 run of Doctor Strange. I think it's issues 387 through 390. And there's also a tie-in single issue with Ghost Rider and then another tie-in that's like two issues with uh, long, maybe I don't know. Nice. Is the thing, but it's really quick. Quick read. You get to see all the characters that are on the, on the lineup. They all have cool moments and fight demons and stuff. It rules. That's awesome. That's a wonderful suggestion. I brought along along because, of course, we can't talk about comic books without me making my own suggestion, <laughs> right? So I also <laughs> brought along a suggestion. I just chose a character. Um, from the list to make a suggestion to complement your choice. Um, mm-hmm. I actually chose the current Moon Knight comic. Um, it's by Jed, Jed McKay. Um, it's a wonderful book that deals with a lot of the mental health sides of, um, of Moon Knight um, and Mark Spector. So um, definitely check that out. I, I don't really want to get into it more than that because it is a fairly recent run. Um, but I have a feeling that the Moon Knight TV show coming later this year is going to run later this year, later this month, um, is going to uh, run similarly alongside um, these premises. So it's a nice book to check out um, if you like Moon Knight. If you're really digging him in MCP like Brian and I, I highly recommend it. So, I mean, later this month is also technically later this year. It is. It is. I was I was right on both accounts. <laughs> um. Actually, since you're mentioning authors, um, the uh, the writers on Doctor Strange Damnation were Donnie Cates and Nick Spencer. If that is something, I know there's a lot of a lot of Cates, Donnie Cates aficionados out there. Uh-huh. If we that's know, if that's two, so. yeah, if that's the thing to drag you in. There you go. Good stuff. Well, Brian, um, I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Do you have any closing thoughts? Anything that you want to bring up before we we close out? Honestly, I I could talk for so many hours about how I hate Stephen Strange. So <laughs> I know we have, <laughs> <laughs> and we will more. I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, what about you, Jason? Do you have any uh, have any closing closing remarks, closing uh, thoughts? I think um, I think that what we did today, talk about your list. I think that some of the suggestions we made. I, I'm really interested to try that out. I I hope we get to try it out later this week. So maybe maybe we'll try it out on Wednesday. So yeah, anyway, sure. Uh, not to pull back the curtain too much there, but but yeah, let's, let's <laughs> give it a shot. Anyway, um, so that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, We do not currently, because I have been a busy, busy person, I have not set up our own social media accounts or anything like that. But you can find us, um, you can get a hold of us currently by um, any of the social media, any of the um, avenues um, attached to the Crit Hit Wild Network. Um, We will have our own email, Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff soon. Um, anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. See you later, nerds.